0: Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Hello and welcome to this week's Seed Creative Podcast. This week we have Nick Golden and Jakob Contrelli. I am Jacob Contrelli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this week we are going to talk. Uh, we're going to be a little bit more businessy, but we're also going to have a lot of fun because Jacob's had, like, no sleep in about 24 hours. Also, him and I have never been on a
1: podcast together, so.
0: This finally. is going to be really. That's really why it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be interesting. So just ignore
1: the topic. This is just about us being funny. Basically. Yeah.
0: But uh, I think the goal here is to talk about uh, some of the inner workings of Seed Creative, how we do things, and how we do things very, very differently from most of the traditional video production companies. Um, the way that they kind of divvy up roles and stuff like that. So Jacob and I were actually having this conversation the other day because we are about to go on a shoot in a few weeks together and it's, a, it's more along the, like, traditional lines of how people do things. And I was explaining to the people that we're going to be working with, I was like, well, I mean, Jacob and I just kind of do all of it. Because they're, you know, they're very focused on Jacob is going to be the gaffer. And that's all he's going to do. Yeah. And George is going to be the DP. And that's all he's going to do. And I was like, yeah, but, like, if I see a light I want different light. I'm just going to go do it. And if Jacob sees an angle that he thinks is good, like that's just kind of how we work is he's just going to go grab the camera and just move it because I'm like, I mean, he might have a better eye or better idea or a different idea from what I do. So why don't we break that down a little bit? And Nick, I'm going to let you take over here. Uh, Maybe explain to the people um, just as briefly, Uh, and easily as you can, some of the different roles in more traditional filmmaking so that they understand what that means, and then we'll break down how we are kind of different. Okay, so... Please do.
2: I will be taking notes over here, because to be honest with you, I don't even know half of
1: Yeah, it's... (laughs) I know a decent amount. So, I mean, basically, it's in no specific order. There's, like, a director, and they're, like, in charge of everything. Um, You know, there's producer, but that's kind of more offset. Um, you know, there's assistant director, which helps with like scheduling stuff. There's um the D P, which is the director of photography. He is just the person or the cinematographer, that's probably what more people would call It's them. either one, yeah. Yeah. Um more like non film people would call them a cinematographer. Yeah. Um and, you know, they're in charge of everything camera. But then there's like all sorts of other little roles that are involved with these people like you know, on the big sets, there's like a focus puller and all they do is pull focus. That's, like that's their and job. So what,
0: yeah. And so what that means is on most cinema, I mean, really any real cinema camera, there is either not autofocus at all or the autofocus is trash and you don't want to rely on it. And so there's someone's job is literally just pulling the focus on the lens and and that's it. That's all they do. And they're
1: like a pro at it. Like, it's like, yeah. I don't even know how you get to that point to where you're the focus puller. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think the gaffer they they do all the lighting. Right. Um, and then there's like grips and uh,
0: grip and electric. And so they're, they're, uh you know, in charge of making sure that the power and everything is going to be able to accommodate whatever lighting that they're wanting to use, but also they uh, rig stuff up. So they put C stands and combo stands and all this kind of stuff. So they work closely with the gaffers. Right. Yeah. Um, And it's easy to get the two confused. And so I had put Jacob down uh, as a grip and it was like, well, no, really he's the gaffer. And I was like, okay, well, he's the gaffer with grip responsibilities, but he's not dealing with electricity because we don't want to get in a insurance issue. Yeah, <laughs> It's, like, so detailed. And so, anyway, that's kind of how that, yeah. that ended up happening. Well,
1: also, grip is, like, more... I, the way I think of it is, gaff is more creative, and grip is more, like, physical. Functional, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah,
0: like, how are we going to actually make that
1: happen? Yeah, and we don't have to deal with that a lot, because, honestly, for our most of our shoots, it's, like... We need one outlet and we're good,
0: at the most. If that, yeah, yeah, and you know we we have the
1: option to not, and you know these other big sets need like generators upon generators for one set, and then they need five more at another place. And so
0: that's what's interesting, and Jacob doesn't know anything about this shoot, (laughs) but that's what's interesting about this one that's coming up in a few weeks is we are working collaboratively with multiple other like production companies and. Uh, there will be an on-site, like, an actual key grip gaffer who does this for film, and they have multiple generators, and they're setting up HMIs and all kinds of stuff. And so Jacob's going to get to, like, get that experience, which is going to be awesome. What am I supposed to do? I I thought that was was my job. You're going to be along with this guy. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. It gets so confusing. And so... I fully understand the need and purpose when you're on these like big shoots where there's a lot of hands involved. But for what we do, and I feel like there is a slow shift is they're looking for people who are more well-rounded who can kind of do it all and have an understanding at least a little bit of all of it. And so that's where we come in when I started seed creative, I was by myself and I was forced to learn grip and right. gaff and focus pull And, you know, uh, every day, uh, f- director, producer, like script writer, editor, we do all of it. And as we've grown, I, these guys that work with me, just kind of, that's my expectation on them. But I think in reality, it, in my opinion and you correct me if i'm wrong to me it's really helpful that each of you know enough in each of these areas so that i can confidently book jacob on a bigger shoot and say he's going to be the gaffer and and he's like oh okay i'm just doing lighting yeah right and like oh okay no big deal like i know how to do that
1: but yeah i mean i feel like it's we're good at that um i don't particularly it just depends the main thing about these roles is that it it all comes down to budget like honestly yeah it does like i mean i don't know what we would do if we got like a million dollar project or something crazy like we were being paid a million dollars to make something like i don't know like that would be a whole different ball game for us yeah but and that would even be like in terms of movies, still technically low budget, which oh is crazy, that's very low budget, which is crazy to, for people that don't know, but that's yeah. like super low. Yeah, um, that's an indie film budget. Yeah, that's like an indie film budget. And then you know you get these Marvel movies that are like you know two movies billion dollars spent yeah. on it, and then they can have the specific roles and all this stuff. So that's kind of I mean we do what you're saying is we do it out of necessity, but also I just feel like we all are more curious than that. Like I feel like we all fit. We do it because we want to, you know, if we wanted to be specific, we would be doing different things, you know?
0: I would, I would go crazy if I were on set or if I were on one of our videos and I like, because most of the time when we've got like a bigger crew and by bigger crew, I mean like five people, four or five people is a big crew. for us. Sometimes Um, my role, a lot of times on that is the director that I'm directing everything. Right. Is there been a single time that I go on a shoot and that's all I do?
2: No. I don't
0: think so. <laughs> I'm helping Maybe like unload. Once, but yeah. I'm on un, I'm unloading stuff. I'm setting up lights alongside Gavin and Nick and 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 everything. And so I would go crazy, honestly. I mean, I I don't think that I could I I wouldn't be able to do it, man. I would have to grab a camera. I'd have to grab a light. I'd have to grab something.
1: I'm trying to. I feel like there was like one instance where, but I can't think of what it was. Well, there was the instance where you had to leave a shoot, which is like crazy that. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. But you know we uh, that too. We had a project. Can I say who the project was for? Sure. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we had a project for Pickens County uh, Technical 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 College. We summer. forgot what it was called. Career, career and Technical developed. Center, yeah. that's the word. Career
0: Center. Technical Education Center. We
1: know what it was when we made the video, <laughs> we promise. We appreciate you guys. Well, they
0: have a, like, a long name, but it was the Pickens County. like. T- it's where they train students in, um, in career education you know education so that when they graduate co- or high school they know what their career path is whether they're going to go to college for a few years or go right into uh, in some sort of industry so
1: so we, i mean the shoot was like an hour and a half away which is which isn't like crazy long but that's like that's it's pretty long far when for you're us. really sick <laughs> yeah yeah so we're driving up there and george is fine but by the time we got there he was not feeling too well. He had like a stomach bug or something it was going around his family and his kid's school, I think, or something. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't COVID. Don't worry. Um, but so anyway, George was sick and, you know, he did not want to leave the shoot. And because that's, I mean, all of us are like that, like, and it's kind of, bad sometimes i've never left a shoot in my life yeah in seven
0: years of doing this full time i've not once ever left a shoot
1: so anyways but he had the trust in because it was me jacob and gavin also there to get it done and it was a pretty freaking big video for i mean we had a lot of stuff to do and not a lot of time Mm -hmm. and uh you know i mean it was the situation where we could do it by ourselves it just you know one less pair of fans i guess but um yeah, so you had to leave and that kind of didn't change anything. Um, we were able to just kind of absorb the
0: the responsibility. The, yeah, the
1: responsibility and take what four people could do and make it three people. And it I mean, it went really good. I feel like in the video turned out great. Yep. And uh you you were worried i could tell because you were texting us like every 30 minutes like how's it going yeah i think you felt bad too because you don't like leaving even though i'm sure you were having a miserable time at home oh yeah i felt so anyway so that went really well and i think that demonstrated more than anything else that
0: we could do it so and honestly i the fact that you said it didn't change anything like does not offend me as a matter of fact it makes me even more proud and happy because that's my ultimate goal, is to get to a point where we are all well, and this is, goes back to that, we're all well-rounded enough to where we can adapt to certain situations. In, in my experience, the best thing um, as a business owner is not doing everything 100% right. It's being able to, like, how do you respond when adversity or conflict comes along. That is what makes us unique and makes us a company that people want to work with because when crap hits the fan, you have to be able to respond. And if everything has always gone great your whole life and then something bad happens, like a hard drive fails when we're filming thousands of kids graduating. That happened. That really happened. Yeah, you weren't there. Yeah. A hard uh so we had a backup though we we were constantly dumping and backing stuff up and we had a hard drive fail that was holding all of these uh student um graduations because it was it was the covid stuff and like it failed like it was not it was just give me a chill dude and it was brand new it
2: was really weird
0: it was crazy and i walked up to jacob and um and someone that was with him and i was like I just said, drop everything. You're going to Best Buy. Here's my card. Go and buy the best hard drive that you can. And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) But, and I went and told our client, dude, you should have seen her face. She went white as snow. She was like, because she thought we had lost everything. And I said, but don't worry, we have a backup and we're going to get another backup. So we had it on the cards still. We had a backup. And we were going so that redundancy. So being able to plan ahead for a problem and we were, we just executed and it was fine, built faith and trust in us. And again, with the career technical uh, college in Pickens County, and I keep saying college, it's not a college, but with, with that Pickens County job, dude, we, we were fine. It was like, we, everything was okay because I was able to just leave and y'all took it over. You absorbed the responsibility. That was a conflict. We figured it out. We fixed it, and the client loved it. They were like, this is so much better than we thought it was going to be. And so um, there again, that comes back to us being uh, being able to be adaptable and moldable. So Gavin on that day was in the role of DIT and on-site editor. So his role was data, data wrangler, data management. Yeah. He's never done that before, but nope. because we've done so much all around and he's edited, you know, and he's still in high school at this point too. When we did this, he was still in high school. You're talking about the graduation. The graduation, graduation, the hard drive. Sorry, I'm back to the hard drive now. He was able to to he was doing that and because he was doing that, because I was confident in him, we were fine. He came and alerted me, "Hey, this hard drive failed." And I'm like, "Oh my god." But he came, that he did his job and he did it well. And so, again, man, that comes back. We just all kind of do things because Gavin was also watching cameras. He was also going, hey, go and right. turn this microphone on, set this audio up for us. Uh, we were all just kind of working together. And so, and, made, I, I and then s- Jacob's role, what was your role that day, remember?
2: My role that day or those days. Oh, I was filming like completely separate from you guys, but I was doing the the graduation cap toss like yep. in slow mo for every single student that came in after yep. they went to. We had like different stations, thousands, basically.
0: literally thousands. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, let's go back a little bit. I have something to comment off that, but first I want to hit something else that you said, which is, you were talking about when you first started, um, and. As far as I know, Jacob was the first person that like you really started working with, right?
0: That actually like, yes, yeah. Okay. Actually, so like, what made was it? <laughs> what was
1: it like bringing him on? And maybe Jacob, you can talk about this too. Of like, how did you? So you started out and you were being everybody. You were you were doing everything. How do you? How did you either develop a process or develop the trust in somebody to say? You're not at you're not touching every piece of everything. Cause at this point, every video we make, you do not touch every piece of it anymore.
0: Yeah, there's videos right now that I haven't touched a single thing. Yeah. And that again, that's my goal. That's how you build a company rather than staying a freelance videographer, which let me let me make this statement. There's absolutely nothing wrong, and I don't look down on anyone that that's their goal is to just kind of stay by themselves. That's awesome. I could do it. That's great. That's wonderful. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just for my personal path and journey in life, I want to build a legacy and I want to build a company that at some point, if I'm on vacation, which I've already done this, so it's kind of like already happening, but videos are just happening anyway. And they are, and everyone is getting paid. And we've talked about this before. Like, I, I feel like, you know, you, you, you are getting paid the value that you bring to this company. Um, And so with all that said, yes, I was doing everything. Um, It didn't take long for me to trust Jacob as a person because he's a good person. Same with you, Nick, same with Gavin. I've made this mistake before, you know, and, and it does happen. But, um, so So the trust, the trust issue was never a factor. It was like, here's my credit card, go and buy this. I trust you, not a big deal. Right. But when it comes to like trusting someone's skill, what was it, probably a year before you did the the first video that he, Jacob did, and you can tell the story, but do you remember what it was? I remember what it was, and they actually emailed us the other day for more videos.
2: No, I don't remember. You, you'll tell me and I'll remember.
0: The very first video that you did by yourself was a Barbary video.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was at Sanford that day. Yep. It was when we were still doing them there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I didn't I, have a studio. I remember that, yeah. To be fair, you did come kind of help me set up the first time.
0: I helped you set up, but But then you left, but I left and I've actually got a vlog about this. It's online. There's a vlog where we go and we set up and everything. And I talk about how terrified I am. (laughs) We probably need to find that and maybe put this in the video podcast. So I would, I would recommend if you are listening to this, maybe go and watch this because who knows, maybe we can find that and throw it in there. But, um, yeah, I went and set up, helped him set up, but then I left and dude, I was, my heart was like, I was, I was
2: a little nervous too. It was like my first time. Yeah. That, I mean, like, I don't know. I I think I'd done a couple of things for myself at that point, but nothing to that scale. And not, definitely not for someone else where it was like, okay, this doesn't come back on me. This comes back on George and his company.
1: Well, what what do you feel like the expectations were like? That's what I was kind of getting at. Like, okay, you come in, you see that George is doing all this stuff by himself. Did you feel like, what was the expectations of like, on you, like, related to this. Like, when he first started. And then uh, this is a good example of it, too. Like, did you you ever think, oh, my gosh, how can I do all of this? Or did you think I have to be exactly like George? I have to, you know what I mean, like, take on all of those roles. You see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I think at first the expectation was just to, like, make George's life easier. Like, literally, it was, like, how can I – Even down to, I remember the first day I worked for you, I was thinking like, okay, I have to give my, like some kind of value to this guy. Like, hey, can I go like get your lenses for you so you can stay here and focus on everything and plan the shot and I'll like go grab whatever you need or let me help you carry stuff so you're not as exhausted whenever you get to the place or I'll unload or load so you can keep talking to the client, like stuff like that. Like it was just to basically be the buffer between him and having to do all of the like manual labor of a lot of it because I didn't really know anything. In the beginning like at all um and then I think quickly I saw that he because I, I didn't know like what I didn't know anything about anything like let me just reiterate that so like when I saw that he was starting to do everything I was like oh, okay this is cool this guy does all of it and I didn't really know anything different at the time either but I think just by being around George, it gave me the expectation of, like, okay, I also need to learn how to do everything if I'm going to fit in with him. Right. And, and then not knowing that there was really, like, another side of all of this where, like, you, yeah, like, you were honestly more of a, like, you were my first, like, dipping my toes in the water to any kind of video production so I didn't know. So that your roles
0: expectation were... was you have to be able to film and light and yeah. produce and direct and you still still haven't.
1: You still haven't done anything that's like they would call it like the narrative
2: side. Like the Well, I have and I've like I've oh, filled okay. in those roles, but But he it's...
0: was able to fill those roles and it wasn't an issue. That's right. what I'm saying.
2: That's like I've had like there's another guy that I, I do some stuff for. His name is uh Brack Bradley and he worked out in Los Angeles on like the bachelor and a bunch of reality shows for several years. And he's asked me to come along on like one or two of these more like union style shoots. And he's like, Hey, today you're going to be doing this. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? He goes, basically you just run the camera. Don't touch anything else. And that's it. And like, there'll be someone in your ear, like saying like, get a close up on this person, get a two shot of these people, whatever.
1: Is it easier for you? Like,
2: I felt more pressure going into that at first, not knowing, what the environment like? I was I was more worried of the environment and what the people that were in that environment were going to think of me, right? And I feel like oh, they're going to be able to tell that I don't like I don't operate in this realm. Yeah. I mean, then I got there like I knocked it out of the park. I did right. way better than I thought I was going to do, and I blended in way easier. And if anything, it was like having to restrain myself from wanting to do more. Yep. Was that's, like what I, that's what I was talking about yeah. earlier.
1: <laughs> well, I. Kind of piggybacking off of your story a little bit, I kind of have like a similar story when I started here, but it was a little different because I probably started with here with more experience than. Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah, definitely. You, okay. you
0: started here with more experience than I had. I had no. <laughs> when I started Seed yeah, Creative, yeah. you had you came into it knowing more than I did.
1: Well, anyway, so I you know I work for the university and that it's interesting how we can compare the roles with that because, um, for me, I was instantly in charge of everything kind of
0: like sort of,
1: um, not, I mean, obviously I have people that tell, give me the projects and that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, I was brought on as a freshman, um, with the intent, knowing that there were six seniors that also worked there that were all graduating and, the guy that hired me, Gray Loy, literally said, "Next year you're the guy," and I knew nothing at the time. I mean, like I did some like casual stuff in high school, kind of like what Gavin did um, with some like high school broadcasts, but that was like holy crap! Like he expects this for me, and I didn't know anything, dude. The first time I picked up a C100, I was like, "This thing is the most beefy camera I've seen yeah. in my <laughs> entire life." Like holy crap! Like it has like a handle. Like what's up with that?
2: That's exactly how I felt with his C100. Whenever I filmed some, when I filmed you working out. That's like one of the first oh, things, dude. Yeah, you like gave me the camera and you were like, "I'm just gonna." You were trying to make like a workout testimonial video for a gym or something. Yeah, and he was
0: like, "Here, just do
2: whatever." And it was you the want. whole
0: idea was it was like a comedy because I'm not in shape. Oh, yeah. is this and what you
1: showed me? And you gave up after like a day?
0: I didn't give up after a day. I did it for three weeks. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. I, I, I'm not crapping on you then, because
2: that's and he not. hasn't worked out since. <laughs> hey, I, I did five years. I did, ago. I did 20
0: push ups the other
2: day. Wow. wow.
0: <laughs> that was awesome well, I really I did I, I did some sit ups round of push-ups. applause for George thank you cause I'm going to Mexico soon i have got to get in shape what is that supposed to mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway when I held the C100 I was like freaked out and then like you know I shot on C200 before I came here, and I was just learning and I was putting all these roles where they are over there there's a lot of more like testing the water that you can do Mm, so um like they'll throw you on client projects but like we have more time usually so i could screw up and i could you know not know what i was doing heck i didn't know that 60 you could do slow-mo with that i didn't understand that i knew the thing i really knew nothing about was lenses like i had no idea so anyway all that came together to me being in charge of shoots at a certain point basically we don't really have defined roles there but because I'm like the senior now and there's freshmen, it's like pretty obvious because I know more than them at this point. You're a senior so the, now? Yeah. They grow up so fast. I know. I'm so old. Well, I met you when I, I was I a just, junior, so it wasn't like- Oh, late. okay.
2: Never mind. I thought you were like a freshman or a sophomore when we met you. I was like, wow, that was quick. Anyway, so- Anyway.
1: <laughs> so anyway, long story short, I came, when I came here, I knew that it was going to be like the flip of that where I'm going from like the top of a- small pond to like the bottom of like a slightly bigger pond. Um and you I love
0: the analogy. The pond of of he was he was at the top of a small pond and he came to the bottom of a slightly Slightly bigger bigger. pond. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, dude.
1: That was funny. Anyway, so basically I came here and it was like I needed to know so much more. Like I mean I I knew You thought that. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I was like, we I don't know Let me anything.
2: let you in on a little secret. We still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, really? I know. And, I'll,
1: and I will always say that. I remember you said that to me your first day, and I was like, uh, my first day, and I was like, that's pretty interesting because you seem like you know what you're doing way more than
2: I do. But <laughs> he's, he's like, this is alarming.
1: Yeah, but then, <laughs> and it, it's funny because within,
2: <laughs> I
1: was trying not to break, but um, the, and then, You know, I went in a two-year period to have never held a C-100 to shooting on a red and, like, it was like, what was happening, you know? So, anyway, long story short, I came into a place where it was – I knew the roles that I needed to fill into and I just had to learn how C did it. And that kind of in conjunction with – and also Jacob seemed like he knew what he was doing way more than I did too, which apparently I guess he doesn't. So I just
2: knew how to fit in. Yeah, that's true.
1: You intimidated me the first day I, I met you. He, he didn't intimidate me because I had already met him, I guess, and he was pretty open. I mean, He seems scary. He's well, a, he's a
2: friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I, you. It was like a. It was like a hazing thing. I had to like initiate you. I had, no, to, I, I had to put you through the ringer. Let Let me be honest you. with
0: you. The reason why you were probably intimidated was because we. I had expressed the seriousness of that video that you came on with Jacob of we only get one shot. Right. And so he was very focused. And I mean, so was I in that moment. Cause I think you came and I was like, Oh, Hey Nick, this is what we're doing. Bye. And like, we took off running and yeah. we're filming. Cause it was for a, a client of ours called Maccabee construction. And they were, uh, they were moving like this big vessel that they had built in conjunction with a company called Mammut, which actually ended up turning into our client because of that, and we're working on another video for Mammut right now, uh, with one of our guy, our newest uh, kind of seed creative guy. His name is Nick Coker. Um, and he's been spearheading that entire project by himself. It's been pretty We awesome. should
1: mention something about that because that demonstrated what we could do at a really fast pace, even yep. though that was my first day, because I don't know if you remember, but we had, you guys had been set up for like three hours before you even had me get there because you yeah. knew there was no point. And, um, and I was just supposed to film a BTS slash backup shots. Um, and I got there and we filmed some stuff and then all of a sudden the thing started moving and we didn't have our cameras turned on because it was hot and the red battery only lasts like an hour so you know we were just waiting and they did not warn us they didn't warn us we went to lunch and we came back and it was like about to start moving we were like what and we like scrambled and everything and it was crazy but i think that i don't know if you thought of it until later if it ever gelled in your mind i think that more than ever proved that like we could work together sure because i because it was like jacob knew that impressed me too because like I remember, I remember you yelled at me, and you're like, "Get your drone in the air! Get your drone in!" Because like it, the thing was backing up. I wish I got a shot of this. It would have been like, the- I should just rolled the whole time, but um, it was insane. So, and the video, the BTS video turned out like it was so casual, <laughs> but it was like super stressful. But that proved the point. That proved the point that um everybody could do everything. I mean, Jacob was flying his drone and also like looking over your shoulder at another camera at the same
2: time. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say i basically made a career at this point off of being able to read George's mind.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And I feel like I'm getting close to yeah. getting close. Yeah.
2: You and I are on the same page yeah, a him lot and I, now.
1: I mean, okay, him and I pee at the same time, and I think that's proof enough. <laughs>
0: that was so weird, and we are leaving that in. My girlfriend's yeah, gonna listen
2: to this. Like, what is she gonna think about that?
1: I've called Jacob at 3 a.m. and said, hey, are you peeing, man? He's like, yeah. How'd you know? <laughs>
0: they just have this bond.
1: I think we're just the water boys. The water
0: boys. (laughs) I like that. This is the weirdest podcast we've done today. I think it's the funniest one so far. Yeah. I think that people are starting to get our personalities. That's the point.
2: That's good. It's more of of that than what we're even talking about. Yeah, I don't even remember what we're
0: even talking about. That's true. Something about... How we won an Emmy, I don't know.
2: If you're still listening to this at this point, I applaud you.
1: Um, um, you know, there was this really cool documentary that you guys
0: made that I wasn't even here for. Remember, the whole goal is to always at least drop that once. We
1: didn't mention it. Did we mention it in the Motion VFX one?
0: Yeah. Dang. Okay,
1: good. I thought we did
2: I think the best thing about how we... I, there's like... I'm just completely diverting this No, back go, to the go topic. Back. There's like kind of two parts of what I want to say with this and this is something I was thinking earlier but our ability to all mesh together to work together is really cool I think the way we are set up and the way we operate is much more fluid well okay it's (laughs) much it's much more fluid in the style of shoots that we get than if we did have traditional roles like a thousand percent because we all do everything and instead of like you do this, you do this. You do. It's like we all do everything, and it's just this beautiful web of, like, we could always interchange and fill into any position at any given time. And that's what I was going to say earlier is kind of going back to the, the Pickens County video we were talking about. Um, I think our roles on shoots are more so defined as, like, responsibility levels most of the time. Because when you left that shoot that day because you were sick, Basically, I became you, you yeah. became me, Gavin became Nick. Yeah. And it was totally fine. Like, yep. we all were doing things that we ha- weren't, like, we all had a slightly more responsibility than we initially thought we were going to have. And it I, worked I, I out. I started fine. laughing
1: because you made it sound like we didn't need Gavin originally. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, you not were true. Like, That's you, not true.
2: Gavin was there more for. Behind the scenes stuff that day. I well, believe. he was
1: also no. What r- what really happened was I ended up filming on two cameras instead of one because I ended up filming on black on your Black Magic, which yeah. Gavin. It was like a weird mix around. Anyway, I was just making sure we didn't say that Gavin wasn't needed because well, was. no, well, was it was just he... that his
0: role was originally supposed to be more something else. Yeah, and then it became well, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, when it comes to priorities because Gavin and you can talk you just yell real loudly on the Pickens <laughs> County at first you were more you're going to help out but you're shooting behind the scenes I think so. Yes that that he is said, I, I, I know so. that and said, then he ended so. up getting And like, then it was like well you know what behind the scenes is not a priority that's what it was What yeah, a pro- right. what a priority is is getting this shot these shoots done for this client and so it's like while Gavin's role was necessary in the moment as a BTS person, because that's what he was going in to do, he was able to immediately adapt and say, "Right, don't worry about BTS. If you get some great, no big deal. Because again, this is going back to, I'm a firm believer in the product that we put out. I believe in video and the best way that we can promote our company is by filming behind the scenes. Or doing what we're doing right now. Or doing podcasts. Yeah. And so... I'm willing to invest in having Gavin there. I could have told Gavin to just stay here and edit. That would have been from a, from like a, you know, a traditional businessy standpoint. That's going to be where he, the priority is where he can best like bring the most value value at the less cost. Because I know that I'm going to get paid quicker if he's here editing and getting a video done, right. than vice versa and him being on BTS. However, it's a priority to me. And so I'm willing to pay for a little bit longer time in that edit because he's shooting BTS. Anyway, that's kind of how my brain works. Um, and so, but Jacob saying that he became me, it's like, okay, well, what that means is you just started asking the questions yeah, and you were like more on this is the overall look of yeah. what we're
2: about to do. Like Nick would help me set up an interview, and then but ultimately, like, and we would kind of we would kind of work on it together, and that's yeah. still how we do it. But I feel like ultimately, like I was the final say, whereas before you would be the final say, right? Right. And, and I like
1: I enjoyed especially on that shoot, like you know, um, I knew and I had shot some stuff on the red by myself anyway, but just like having that faith. And me was really cool because. Is someone here? Ooh, we have a we have a surprise have a guest. guest on t- <laughs> who is it? Is, who could it be? On, the door's who is it? Is it your?
0: Mom. Oh, okay. Guess, guess mom. Guest, bot, guess mom, Gavin's guest mom. mom. Gavin's <laughs> mom. Today's guess guest mom. Is <laughs> 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 we could have Christy on. We could have Nick's
2: mom on. I want to hop back in and say something else about that shoot it's like we were talking about the roles and everything so like so you were helping me you basically became me because that's what i normally do with you i'm like your little right hand man for visuals half the time and then i wanted to just give gavin a shout out this is where i was going with that originally is gavin ended up getting a lot of the b-roll
0: he got my oh, favorite right. shot like
2: yeah. Way like he basically was B roll man. That
0: oh, that's day. what it was. Yeah. yeah. So our, but again, this it, this is what I love, and this is the whole point of this podcast is when we talk about defined roles is. It was fluid and y'all were able to just adapt and change. And so that's what it was, is I was kind of overall, you were my right hand man, Nick was B roll Mm -hmm. and Gavin was BTS. Mm -hmm. And then it just all kind of shifted up and it worked out beautifully. It was like
2: everybody take one step up. Yep. And I don't really feel like we ever went back either since then.
1: Like I don't it wasn't like a definite decision or anything, but especially with these videos that we've been doing for DCH, you have been director, like period. Yeah, that is true. End of story. And, and I mean, like, you'll look at the shot, but like, honestly, me and Jacob have been setting it. I've been running camera on almost all of them. And I feel like it wasn't, it's like we stepped up to another level of production at that point because you knew that. And I, again, I don't know if it was an act of thought or not, but you knew that you could just be director. And that's where we, I feel like we were lacking too because, you know, we would get on camera, but if you're just running the camera, you're focused on five different things that you might miss. Some a little delivery like thing that will change the entire video, yeah. One little, like a slider smile, a bigger smile, something like that can change an entire video's feel. So, I feel like that set the tone going forward of how we could work as a team, and I think it's pretty cool.
2: So. I think you're exactly right on that because I think around that same time, I think this was after the fact, we filmed those videos where, um. Oh my, God. Lauren and Jordan. Yes, were yes, the hosts was of everything. That. That's when you just were like, I don't think you touched a camera the she entire time, not. and that was like a lot of shoots, a lot of working parts, and you were on, so directing that whole what, thing.
0: What's funny is when you talk about roles. So I will, I will say my role on that. I was the director and the director of photography, mm-hmm. and you were camera, camera operator. operator yeah because i knew the look that i wanted and i knew we're gonna but i was also the gaffer on that mm-hmm. because i set a lot of the lighting and a lot of the look so yeah, you did. it was a it was this weird mix of i'm the dp director and gaffer and then Nick is. I was audio slash pick up the pieces of because you both audio and gaffer, yeah, like audio yeah. And, and you know, and then yeah, so and you were camera operator.
2: Literally, all I did was wear that vest and that arm and did yeah. rest in between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and I'm anyway, excited to do that I, again.
1: I, I, yeah, that I did fun. that for one one of the six or whatever, and I was like, dang, Jacob is a beast. <laughs> I don't know how he's been doing. This so this while time.
0: while this is all amazing. What's funny is what this podcast is opening up is that we're realizing that while it is impressive and great to be able to fill multiple roles, there are still absolutely reasons that those specific roles exist. Yes. And when you can fill them in that way, it does make a difference and it is beneficial. And so. When I can be only the director, it's going to make that video that much better. But we are not on these union shoots. We're not in a position where if I looked at Jacob and said, Jacob, you need to go and fix this light. On some of these bigger, crazy shoots, he would look at me and say, that's not in my job description. And me asking him to do that would like literally be illegal. It's like, that is not his job. True. And so it's like this, it, it's really great that we can all fill these roles. And I think that, um, I think that, you know, again, that's wonderful. And I love that we don't go on shoots where we are confined and constricted to, this is my role, this is all I do. It would take but, so much longer too. We just don't geez, have that dude, time. No, we don't have that time. Sometimes like if I we've... see a light that needs to get changed, I just walk over there and do it. Right. Like, and that's what's great about this.
2: And I think the moral of that, the bigger moral of that to people who are listening that might be shaped kind of like how we are as a company is like there's absolutely a niche of videos out there in every city that need to be made and they need crews like this to come yep. in and do it. Yep. They don't all demand that larger crew style where everyone has a very defined role. Do you
0: know where we may Look, let's just get real businessy. Do you know where we make the most money? The small videos. The smaller videos. Yes. We the we our margins are higher on the videos where it's a three or four person crew on the bigger part. And then for some like supplementary B-roll and stuff, I just go out there and shoot it myself or Gavin just goes out there and just does it. It's efficient. It's, it's... so much more efficient yeah. and, and we're able to turn videos around really, really quickly. Yep. And thanks to technology, we are able to get incredible quality and good looking footage without having to light every single freaking corner of the room the way that we want it which for people from traditional
1: film world that's like controversial like what you go and do you film without lighting sometimes all the sometimes. time most
0: of our b-roll yeah so there i mean one light yeah i yeah. mean and so that's the thing and it all also comes down to budget and expectations so this is going to turn into a, a kind of a secondary podcast but this is something that i talk to people all the time i get messages from people all over the world weekly. Asking different questions and what I always talk about is first and foremost, you have to define the expectations with your client. If they expect something that you know you're going to have to light every freaking corner of the room and get it perfect, it's a $30,000 project. End of story. Like 30K plus. That's just how it is. Because of that level of expectation, we can make the, quote, same video with the same delivery, the same honest outcome from a, like, value standpoint for eight grand. But we're showing up with one light and two people. Right. And you're going to get the same story across. so. We're very, like, I'm more story-driven than I am visuals-driven. I think it's great. You want your videos to look good. Absolutely. But I'm always going to come back to the core. It's story first, then audio, then lighting, then your camera. That's how I look at it. And so if if it, a great story, and then your audio matters more than your visuals. And I'm a video guy. But that's just how it is because people need to know what you're saying. They need to understand what the what the like they need to hear you or whatever. And so um, that's how I look at it. And so I'm able to define that with the client, define those expectations of your visuals are not going to be up to this standard of this crazy BMW commercial over here that David Barker filmed. Cause David Barker's amazing. And I secretly want to be him and we're going to get him on the podcast one day, but the visuals are not going to be that because you don't need that. You don't need, you're a construction company or whatever it is. We want it to look good, but you don't need a, a movie. You need a good video that defines what your story is, what the purpose of the video is, as efficiently and quickly as possible for your clients so they can watch it, you make the sale, you get out of the way, and you get to work. All that matters is it works. It That's doesn't it. matter how good the video and is. And this was a good segue into the final bit of this, which yes. is my saying, so I'm going to let y'all talk about this. You're welcome, segue okay. master George.
1: I, so that is a pretty good segue. So Thank you, George. For leadership. Thank you, George.
0: George for leadership. That was it's creepy. <laughs> so...
1: Um, George has a saying and he's beat us over the head with it and it is done is better than perfect. And that is how, that is our secret company motto. Um, that's not a
2: secret anymore. You just told everybody. That's why
1: it was a secret till now. Okay. Okay. So, um, basically that means that we want the video to be really good, but there are times when giving it to the client the best we can get it at that minute is more beneficial than spending six more months on it, keyframing and just a bunch of like really small things because it doesn't matter because if the video is working for them, that's all they wanted anyway. Yeah,
0: and and I'll, I'll define that even deeper in that there is literally no such thing as perfect. Not gonna happen because what our done is, is perfect to the client if it works. And that's what, so that's what that means. You're never going to get a perfect. It doesn't matter. There is no such thing as a perfect movie. There's no such thing as a perfect shot. There will all, and if it ever is perfect, we need to stop doing what we're doing. And just quit. Yeah. Because, dude, that that that's how people could become complacent. Mm, and that's how people true. become comfortable. I never want to be comfortable and I'm terrified every day of my life hands down i'm always a little bit sick to my stomach and a little bit nervous always and that's that's good if you're in business if i ever think something is perfect like i need to start looking into other career options and i would suggest you do the same if you're listening like because if you start to get arrogant no one's going to want to work with you it doesn't matter how good your shots are I have turned down many people who have wonderful shots, wonderful reels, because they're just like arrogant and a jerk to work with. I'd rather not work with you. I'd rather hire a kid out of high school who's 16, who has a good attitude and is, is hungry and ready to like get after it and learn and is a little nervous every day. That's what I want over someone who thinks that they freaking know it all. Even if they do, even if they know more than me, I don't want to work with you. And so anyway, that was like a little bit of a rant. But that's what done is better than perfect really means is like we dude, you've got like you can't sit on top of a project forever and nitpick everything because you've got five other projects that you could have been doing and you're sitting here worried about this crap over here and you're not making any money. Like, dude, at the end of the day, why do you go into business to make money? Right. That's that is the top. It has to be the top. And all, all because the, if it's not the top, you can't you can't make a difference in people's lives. You can't do anything else.
1: And I know so there's a couple different ways, but all that matters is that the client likes the video. That's it. And well and that it works for them, but yeah. that's like usually the same thing. Most so, of the time.
0: Hopefully most of the time. Most yeah. of the time. Now, I've gotten in arguments with well not arguments, but I've I've become concerned in conversation, <laughs> I've become concerned in conversation with clients when they wanted something that I knew, this is not going to work for you. It's going to look pretty. It's going to sound good, whatever. But that's not what matters. What matters is that we, like for us, because we are more of a, we're, most of the time we're creating videos for clients who are using these as tools to sell or educate their clients or their the people that work for them. And again, it's it needs to be a tool. It needs to actually work. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how good it looks if it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't. Mm. And so that that's what I talk about. I don't ever 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 want someone to watch a video for one of my clients and their focus is how good the video looks. I that That's not, dude, that's not why we're here. We're here to elevate our client. And so, they need to be focused on, wow, that is a really great thing you did, Mr. Client. That's incredible how you were able to build that vessel and move it from point A to point B. Not, that camera work is awesome.
1: Right. Because that takes the,
0: that's distracting. That takes the focus off of the goal. That's what we're hired to do. And that's also why I'm a drummer, honestly. Like what my goal is is to be like the backbone of the band or of the client and honestly be a little bit removed and out of the way to elevate them and make them look good. I think other people can equally recognize that and they can say that video served its purpose. I want to work with people that make videos like that. You see what I mean? And that's like, I mean, in all honesty, we haven't had to make a sales call in years. I still do it because I enjoy sales, but we get regular clients and we get people coming to us just because we do good work. And because that is our focus, our focus is not to make ourselves look good. Our focus is to make our clients look good.
1: Right. Yeah. Jacob, do you have anything to add? No. I've
0: got to go in ten minutes. Okay. That
2: was beautiful.
1: Do you feel like weeping at
0: the at at how beautiful that was? He was was
2: just like what's the word? I was in like a trance. I was like, well. Well that
0: that is that is me when I start to talk about things that I'm passionate
2: about. I was literally about to say you had a lot of passion behind that. So Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't know. I it's like some people mistake it too for anger (laughs) because I, I can come off as like, This is what this crap means. That's not I'm not angry. But like I am passionate about that because I've made the mistakes before of oh man, like this is gonna be this is gonna be good for a reel. And I'm shooting for our reel. I'm shooting for us and not for the people that paid us. And that's a bad decision. Yeah. You don't wanna do that. You, you find really shots don't.
1: afterward. you like, oh, that was you know, that shot did turn out well. Yeah.
0: We, we can use that for us, but yep. that's
1: not the priority.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, I got to get out of here. Today is my daughter's birthday, and I'm going to go and eat lunch with her and celebrate. Today is my sister's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they're the insane. same age.
2: <laughs> nope. Your daughter is not 21 today. a joke.
0: <laughs> like, the best, uh, something else that, like, I know this is so stupid, but Nike, their motto is just do it. Dude, that's fully, fully on board with that concept, and I agree, just do it. Like when I quit my, my, the company that I worked for where I had insurance and like a regular job, it was like, I just do it because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do
1: it. That's actually a good point because especially when we go on set these days, uh, sets that we don't really have a set, but you know what I mean? When we go out on a shoot, um, We like we talk about it some ahead of time, but really when we're there is when we assign what we're going to do. It's not like a big meeting ahead of time where Jacob's going to be on the red the whole day and blah, 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 because we get there and it's just like we all just kind of instantly fit into this like role Uh, whatever role it is. And it's like obvious and it just works.
0: I'll, I'll clarify. We do do pre-production. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like... <laughs> we know what we're going to film. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the roles, there might be some times where we're like, ah, oh, you know what? Jacob would actually be better uh, to handle this client because they're, like, have a lot of energy and really outgoing, and so he's talking more to them than I am. Yeah. I, you I'm, know, like, you're going on a, in a few days. It's not, It was going to happen today. Now it's going to happen next week probably, but... Jacob's going on a location scout for me because I can just tell the personalities of him and this new potential client are going to mesh well. Also it is, he lives closer to them than me, but I think that he's going to be able to make them feel comfortable and know that they're dealing with people that are cool and young and easy to work with as opposed to some stuffy like corporate video production. And let, let me Does just, that makes sense. Let yeah.
1: Let me just like say it a little bit. Basically, we know what we need to do, and we are so good at doing whatever role that we need to that we don't have to specifically assign me do the C two hundred and Jacob to the red or vice versa until we get there. Because when we get there, we'll see. Oh well, it would be easier for Nick because he's tall, or like whatever, Yeah, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To do that, and my point wasn't that we we do a lot of pre-production, but when it comes to who's specifically doing what, we're adaptable. We're adaptable, and that's and and on set we are on location, we can do whatever, and that's kind of like the moral of the story.
2: Yeah, I think that all kind of just brings it right back to what we're talking about at the beginning is like, honestly, our greatest asset is probably just our on-the-fly creative problem-solving.
0: Oh, dude, hundred percent.
2: Like, there's a lot of shoots and like. I, this is gonna sound worse than what I really mean and I think you'll get it but like there's a lot of shoots where like I'll go on and I know you guys the same thing. The, obviously there's a lot of shoots we have a lot of pre-production we know exactly what we're doing but there's some where we show up and we don't really know what we're doing until we get there True. But that's kind of the point we, yep. there, there has to be we have to be good at of, that yeah there yeah. has to be a group of people that can show up to this thing and have never been in this building and don't know how they're gonna light it don't know how they're gonna do this don't know what equipment we even need but we're just ready to do and anything we have and it out we on need. the fly
0: and yeah. those are the ones that we're most profitable on yeah that's and, what i'm saying
2: and a lot of times those clients have no idea that we are just figuring it out Right then and there Well, it's because we can. That's
0: that's a skill that we've developed over the years is that we're capable of showing up and you can look at three different rooms and say, this is going to be the best room because you know you have that experience in audio, lighting, directing, lens choices, well, we're on a full-frame sensor this time, so we've got more room to play with versus we're on Super 35. We only have this lens with us, so we need to use this room. We can make all those decisions literally in like one second.
1: Any of us can do it. Any Any of of us us. can. Yeah.
0: Because we are able to do that. And again, those are our most profitable videos. And the client loves it why because they're not wasting their time walking through locations for two hours for us to just do on the day of the location scout what we were going to do when we got there anyway that's what you know many we're times gonna, we're gonna do that anyway it's like how like, you know like, many
2: times we show up to a shoot and it's like ah before we bring anything in or unload the car let's let's let, just go walk around for 10 minutes and 10, look and yep. see what we even want to bring in
0: that saved a half dude that saved half a day yeah yeah like really that driving out there talking to them figuring it all out we're gonna do that anyway now again on this shoot that we're doing in a few weeks we had to go and do these location scouts because it's like a crap ton of stuff and so you have to and it's also a bigger budget it accommodated for location scouting and so it's like it's it's this balance of things but again i've got to fly it but yeah for sure those are things that the, those are services that we offer, and that's what makes us appealing to the clients who don't want to spend $30,000 because they know that this video is only going to be usable for six months. Right. And so, but if they give us $8,000, $10,000, whatever, to get in there, get it done in a day, get out, your edits done in two weeks, we'll crush it. We'll crush it. They're happy, and we made money. That's what matters. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. I hope it proved valuable to you in one way or another. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all that jazz. And look, Nick reads these comments. I do. He he is our producer. My and entire ego
2: is
1: built
0: off of yeah. just these. Well, comments. he would he would Crush love Nick in the comments. <laughs> we love talking about business stuff and so, as well. But uh, videos, anything. If you've got any ideas. Drop a comment. Let us know. We'll talk about anything. We, we'll talk about anything because we've got stuff planned, but we're also, guess what, adaptable. And if someone comes up with a good idea, we'll just talk about that next week. We're adaptable? Man, yeah, crazy. All right, we're out. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday, Lucy. Happy birthday, Lucy. Happy birthday, Lauren. Lauren. Oh, and Lauren. Bye. Yes. Bye. This podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.